0: You're listening to the Stronger Together experience. My name is Dr. Matthew X. Joseph, and my goal is to meet with educators across the globe and learn from them, learn with them, because I believe being stronger together allows us to collaborate and support one another's growth. So join me in this episode and all episode to learn stories from educators in the field, sharing their experiences to help us grow and become stronger together. Remember, when we work collaboratively, we take our story and make our path and journey one to learn from. So as we move through this and listen to our stories, remember, we over me will make us stronger together. We are back and I'm extremely excited. Happy Friday the 13th as we continue learning and meeting from educators and leaders and solution providers and just people from across the globe. And that is what the Stronger Together podcast is all about. To be honest with you, it's just a selfish way for me to meet amazing people all over the country and all over the globe and and learn myself. And that is what education is all about, is how are we going to take what we do and become better and our guest today is going to be sharing that he's been doing some amazing work with professional development sharing both in his own state but also other keynotes and sessions and to be honest with you i don't even know who this guy was until i reached out i literally just dm saw his work and was like hey i'd love to have an opportunity to meet you to hear your story and i think our listeners and viewers would find it incredibly beneficial so with that brad welcome in all the way from uh, one of the first guests i've had on from actually eastern time zone in a long time so it's nice nice hi matt thanks for having me on the show i really appreciate it of course so for those of you who haven't sent you a random dm out of the blue <laughs> tell us who you are what you do in your work in education
1: well, first of all, I'm so glad that you did reach out to me. I do that quite a bit, too. And, you know, that's how we end up meeting new people and, and learning a lot more about uh, the field of education. So thank Absolutely. you. You're yeah. So uh, my name is Brad, and I work in McLean, Virginia. It's right outside D.C. And I'm currently the director of technology and innovation at a pre-K to grade eight school. And so I'm just a really passionate um, educator who loves teaching and learning. And um, hopefully I can help to spread that inspiration as best as I can.
0: Awesome. So in your journey, you didn't just start there. Where did, where would your early career, like what shaped you to be where you are?
1: Yeah. So I started off as a math and science teacher for grade six and I worked there for a couple of years and really liked it. And my principal at the time let me know that we had a vacancy for one of our technology teaching positions. And she knew that I like to integrate technology into my lessons. And so she asked me if I would be willing to step into this new role and it took me about a week or two to really think about it because I hadn't taken a single technology class either in high school or in college, to believe it or not. And um, it would be a lot of extra work. And now I'm thinking, right. you know what? You know, I'll do it. And That's so I, I, I took up the challenge. I had to study uh, the Praxis too, in uh, career and technical edu- education like the whole summer. I think I passed by like one or two questions. um, And I ended up teaching technology the next couple of years. Um, And from there, I became an instructional technology coach. Um, I got my admin degree and I decided I wanted to pursue leadership uh, with technology and education. And so that's where I am now, the director of technology.
0: And I think that's critically important as we look at learning because technology is a tool in learning. It doesn't take over learning. It doesn't take the place of a teacher. We have to get those instructional strategies Into the classrooms, not just the iBads. Exactly. How are you working with teachers to not only show new technology, but actually to show the strategies to make it work?
1: Right. And I think the key point that you just said is the strategies, right? I think most people that work in technology know that it's not about the tools. It's how you use them that really matters. And so um, I actually just listened to your uh, earlier podcast uh, with Eric Kurtz. And uh, he and I have actually done some work together earlier on. And and I'm a big fan of the work that he does. You know, he's really good at taking Google Apps and thinking about new and creative ways to use them in the classroom. And so that's what I like to try to do as well um, with lots of different apps. Um, I like to try to specialize in applications that my teachers and students use that are really versatile, rather than focusing on, you know, very specific apps that only has one or two features or functionalities. A lot of those applications, you know, are in math and language arts that we try to use to help increase our students' uh, proficiency, which are important too. But I like to focus on apps like Book Creator or iMovie, WeVideo, um, lots of different things that students can do um, to really use their creativity and allow their personality and learning and understanding to really shine through. Um, And so those are just a few examples, but it's really about using them in powerful ways and trying to get students interested and motivated to use them to showcase their learning.
0: I like it. I like it. And you had talked about doing some work outside of your school and the website is down below if you check that out. Oh, thank you. Of course. And if you go on to UplearnLLC.com, you'll see all the great things they do. So some of the things that I saw when I went there was about innovative technology practices or inquiry based um, learning. Exactly. High, high effective learning leadership strategies. Share share some of those. If, if uh, districts or individuals want to take part in those, what would you be bringing to your district, their district?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm more passionate about inquiry-based learning than I am, I would say, about technology. As we said earlier, technology is a tool to help us become better learners, right? It can amplify and accelerate our learning, but it's really about getting students motivated and interested and curious about the learning. I'm a big fan of intrinsic motivation. And so anytime we can use any strategies to really hook our students and to really have them buy in to the content that we're trying to teach them, it's a huge win. And so a lot of the different strategies I start off with is hooking students from the beginning, right? Using a prompt in order to stimulate their thinking. And that could be, you know, an image, a video, a question, a surprising statement, an artifact that you bring in, Um, anything to really get them thinking and asking questions. And in my research, I've actually discovered something called the question formulation technique. And this is by Right Question Institute. And you can visit um, rightquestion.org. And it is um, a series of steps that students do that teachers actually help to facilitate. And it starts off by having students ask as many questions as they can think of right? On a particular topic that the teacher offers. And then from there, they will start to prioritize and improve their questions. And then they end up selecting like their top two to three questions. And then from there, they rework it and then come up with their driving question. And then that driving question is really what carries them through a lesson, a unit or a project.
0: I like it. And so some of that consulting work led to Uh, Your LLC and yeah in in a book but before we dive into that uh, you shared me this this graphic yes able and we're going to get into the book next but this is the driving force I'm guessing and the foundation for for the book ask believe leverage execute share with us the foundation of that that led to the book but that strategy in particular.
1: Right, Um, so thank you for sharing that. Um, I wanted to try to create something that was pretty simple for people to grasp. And I love acronyms because they help us remember things. And so I created the ABLE Cycle as part of my Knowledge ABLE book title, title. And the ABLE Cycle really helps you go through the learning process in kind of a condensed way. And so the A stands for ask a question. After you ask a question, you go to B, believe in yourself. And then from there, you have to L, leverage resources, and then finally E, execute the task, and making sure that you're doing reflection as well, making sure that you, um, you know, uh, have that metacognitive thinking uh, to be able to refine uh, your thinking and your skills and and kind of going through that process over and over again. Sure. Um, yeah. So a lot of people use a design thinking model, um, which can help to solve a problem. Some people use the scientific method to help answer a question. And I just wanted to try to make something that was easy to um, understand and digest that students and teachers could both remember.
0: I like it. So that theory and that foundation uh, led led to knowledgeable book. There, yeah, there it is. And your name isn't it cool like you see with your name on it it's it's just good stuff. it's wild
1: it's wild it um it went live on january 1st and this is my first book um never considered myself a writer wasn't sure if i'd ever write a book but um here we are i'm just really passionate and i think that passion really kept me um working hard to make that happen
0: i like it so make sure to check out sorry knowledgeable.org with a dash between the e and the a you'll see all about the book but for those who are like i'll see if i pick this up the the field is, you know, saturated with these books. But what it's separates true. yours? What, what makes it special?
1: And so some of the best advice that someone ever told me um, is when you're writing a book, particularly in education, you want someone to walk away from the book wanting to shake your hand because the information you shared was so profound and immediate takeaways. But then they also want to be able to give you a hug because they feel like they know you. Right, And so having that blend, right, that human element, I think really shines through in this book. Um, I share lots of personal experiences. I'm pretty vulnerable to some degree, sharing both hardships and celebrations, and then the learning that I took away from them. And I also try to have you think about the lessons that I share and how it might be applicable to your world, or your life as an educator, or even as a learner. Um, and with those stories, I kind of mesh it with um, theory and education and also with practical takeaways, things that teachers can actually grab and use tomorrow. And so I try to round out the book by making it like a hybrid of kind of an old traditional textbook, but also a hybrid with like a memoir that has some really powerful stories that are um really meant for learning opportunities. And so sure. that's kind of how I, I like to think of my book as a, a blend between those two styles of books.
0: So how, you know, one of the things that I, I learned over the time, and I agree, I, I don't consider myself a, a writer. I have four books out there and I'm like, if I didn't have great editors, I would just exactly. a lot of <laughs> words um, and I say it more as a creator and sharing ideas. But I've also learned something every time I've done this project or a project. What did you learn from writing Oh, my gosh.
1: I learned so much more than I even anticipated. Um, Not only did I learn how to become a better writer with just like regular writing mechanics, you know, trying to grab your reader's attention. I learned so much more about the process of learning because that's what I was writing about right? And I knew the main topics I wanted to write about, but I found myself going on these learning tangents and researching more and having conversations with other people, um, you know, that it just kept building and building and building. Like the the information I was learning was just getting out of control. I'm like, man, I have to stop <laughs> writing at some point. Right. Um, and it was just amazing. I learned so much about the writing process. I learned so much more about the learning process. And I also learned about how to self-publish a book. I had no idea Um, how to do that, and so I reached out to colleagues that I knew that had written books um, in education and kind of picked their brains, and they gave me advice. Um, and I learned about you know how to create a business if I wanted to. And so I had the initial idea of writing a book. I had no idea where it would take me. And so um, you talk about like having a destination on a road <laughs> of learning, right? Yeah. My destination was there, and then I felt like I just went way past the destination. I'm like, okay, this is cool, but I want to keep going. And I just learned so much more than I had anticipated, and it was amazing.
0: Yeah. So that that's awesome. And you know, I agree about all of those steps. And when I started X Factor, same thing, just learning how to make, make this happen. So, but not only did, was that part of the learning, how did you now grow as a leader? Now you're going in and doing supporting schools and supporting districts. Where do you get your learning from?
1: Uh, so I love to read as well. I read lots of different books. Um, I have an RSS reader that I use um, okay. called Feedly, which is also what Eric Kurtz talked yeah, about I was as like, well. I just heard about that. Yeah. yeah, no, I use Feedly all the time. Um, I follow a lot of different blogs and authors and I allow everything to just kind of come to me. And you know, every morning for like 30 minutes, I'll just read things that come in my, my Feedly inbox. Um, gotcha. And it's, I've been doing that for probably 10, 11 years. And that's been really, really helpful. Um, and I also go to conferences and I like to engage with other people, attend sessions. Um, meeting people has been by far, you know, the most impact, um, I've received in in professional development. Having really powerful conversations with people is really how I like to learn and grow.
0: So what's next? Where, Where, where are you taking this?
1: Well, um, my goal is to try to reach the broader education community, um, with my book. I hope people get a chance to read it. I I love connecting with people and hearing their thoughts and reactions and reflections. Um, that part's really meaningful to me. I want to know what people take away from my book. You know, I think there's about 24 chapters. Um, they're short kind of bite-sized chapters and I just am really curious which ones resonate with people. And, um, you know, how they reflected and and how they thought they might be able to have a practical takeaway from them. Um, I would love to keep connecting with people and talking with people. And eventually, I think I might want to write a book on leadership. I would say learning and leadership are the two things that I'm really passionate about in my profession. And so um, I have some ideas in the back of my head that I already have down and, and would love to work on a leadership book next.
0: All right. Well, that's super exciting. When you do, make sure to let me know. We'll have you on. We'll, we'll talk all about it. So for those of you watching um, or listening, check out the website. If you're listening, you'd have to go to knowledge-able.org. If you're watching, make sure to check that out as well as your um, LLC and really see how this works and tell us about what you're doing in your district.
1: Yeah, so um, I'm actually right now preparing for a Steam fair, um, which is really exciting. Yeah, uh, we have a brand new building this year that's been in the works for a while. And we're going to be hosting um, a a two hour uh, fun activity based event. fair for families and teachers and students to come and engage in steam activities, um, to be able to see some science demonstrations, um, and just really have fun learning and tinkering, making and building. It's going to be awesome.
0: Awesome. Well, I look forward to seeing what comes next. Uh, like I said, check out all that Brad is doing on Uplearn LLC or check out his book. If you had not had a chance to, to read it yet, make sure to pick that up. It's available on Amazon. There's a great photo of it. Um, I'm excited. Thanks, Matt. Of course. So before I get you out, because you talk a lot of the language I like to hear around leadership and ed tech and and collaboration and support. So what does Stronger Together mean to you?
1: Oh, man. Um, I love the idea, Stronger Together. I love the hashtag. I love your book title. I love everything about it. Um, I think no matter what we do in life, whether it's trying to solve a small problem or whether it's taking on some of the world's biggest challenges, you know, we always need to work together to collaborate in order to come up with the best solutions. Um, You know, it takes a village. That's, that phrase has been around (laughs) for decades and, you know, uh, centuries. It's it's so true. It really takes a village. Um, And uh, one of my favorite quotes, I think it might've been by Bill Nye. He said, everyone you will ever meet knows something that you don't. And what that makes me think is that, you know, uh, if you think about a beach ball, right? I love this analogy. I didn't come up with it, but uh, this has always resonated with me. A beach ball has different stripes, right? And, And we have a particular stripe on the beach ball that is from our perspective. But when you really have a room and you sit and you meet with different people and really think about how to strategize to solve problems, everyone has a different stripe of the beach ball. And so... When you're talking, you're able to get a more holistic vision of the problem at hand and you you leverage other people's ideas uh, to help be able to come up with the best solution possible. And so I like the idea of the beach ball stripes and that um, you only see yours. And by talking with other people, you get to see more of those other colored stripes and, and hopefully um, you know, have the best solution come out of it.
0: That, that is awesome. That just goes back to one of the first things I said. I enjoy doing this to meet people, to learn from you. I'm totally going to Edgy you borrow both of those lines about about the, the beach ball, uh, Bill Nye, everyone will... ah oh, look at that. Learn some of that. You got yeah. it queued up. <laughs> I did. Well, I got it quickly because I'm like, that sounds awesome. And... Part of this work is continuing to grow and continuing to learn and to meet people. And Brad, thanks for, for coming on, for following through with this random guy who's texting you or DMing you on Twitter, because I think building those connections
1: is how we continue to grow and push each other too. 100%. I can tell how passionate you are, Matt. And um, I like hanging out with people that are passionate like me as well. So thank I you agree. so much for reaching out.
0: Well, continued success with, with the book and the speaking, and we'll definitely connect on maybe future project down the road or just continuing to connect and, and support each other grow in our own paths.
1: That'd be awesome. Thanks again, right, Matt. Appreciate it.
0: Awesome. And for all of you watching and listening, make sure to check out Brad's work Brad and his book and his consulting as well as because we are stronger together when we put we over me. Have a great weekend, Brad. You too. It is such a pleasure and honor to learn from educators around the globe. Make sure to continue to tune in to our audio podcast and check out our video podcast by visiting xfactor.link slash experience. I would love to hear your story and share with other educators around the globe.